Learn the most advanced recruiting techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with Rick Gerard. What is the right time to exit your startup? Today on our show, we're going to discuss the trials and tribulations of when a founding team member should step away from his company in order to let it grow. When to exit and how to do it in such a way to benefit your company. My name is Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. Our mission is to provide solutions to solve the most difficult hiring challenges, to secure the best talent to ensure your company's success. Today, our guest is John Crittenden, the founder of Mondigi. John is an entrepreneur with a broad experience across asset management, sales and marketing, consumer financial brands, and digital wealth management platforms. Prior to Mondigi, he was one of the first four employees at Eggcorns and early as executives as director of institutional services one of the first and most successful robo-advisor platforms focused on wealth management. John, welcome to the show today. Hey, Rick. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Happy to have you. So we're going to cover a few things today. We're going to talk about kind of initial growth, or actually challenges uh, with building a company. And as a founding team member, I really want to get into when, when do you make the move out, right? So let's talk a little bit about your story as one of the founding team members of Eggcorns. What, what drew you to that opportunity? So it was a real interesting moment in life. I had had a great deal of experience in traditional asset management platforms. And I had just sold a registered investment advisory business and was looking for a new opportunity, or I guess open to a new opportunity. Okay. And uh, I had a meeting with uh, the founders of Acorns, uh, Walter and Jeff Cruttenden, really cool guys, excellent, smart people. And we talked about what they were trying to do, where they were going to go, what, what they were thinking of doing. Yeah, I've heard great things about that. Really good yeah. guys. Uh, you, uh, I'll introduce you if we ever get a chance. Okay. So I'm looking there, and I got very, very excited about this, right? I, I used to be in a world where we kept moving our account balance minimums higher and higher, mm-hmm. right? My minimum client is a million dollars. Sure. So here we are taking this entire wealth management process and reducing it to a mobile phone app where anybody can open an account in minutes and deposit five bucks and be fully invested in the market professionally. It was very exciting. Yeah, totally. Totally democratizing the whole wealth management process, and it was super excited. So uh, I got really, you know, really excited and jumped in with both feet 100%. Sure. And it was fantastic. Okay. And a huge cultural change. Got it. Yeah, I would imagine. So, uh, talk a little bit about the kind of the the growth of the company as as you were with them. So, you know, you have this weird mix of of really, really <coughs> highly educated younger folks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, really educated. Jeff is a mathematical, you know, really smart guy. Jeff Cruttenden, uh, you know, they had a really good CFO. A couple other guys, just really intelligent, but limited experience uh, or none in. Uh, professional wealth management. Sure. So it was this kind of uh, strange, you know, cultural thing. They all had tech backgrounds for the most part. Sure. Uh, or that was kind of where they were coming at it from, is from a tech uh, background. And I'm coming from it from a wealth management background. Sure. Two totally different worlds. They're focused on the delivery channel. I'm focused on the end product. Sure. Did we're, you get used to working wearing hoodies to work? So I got used to it really, really <laughs> fast. So the first time I showed up, I'm wearing a suit and tie like I'm used to doing, and sure. I immediately uh, felt like an alien from another planet, <laughs> you know? So sure. uh, I eased into the swimsuit and flip-flops pretty quickly. Nice. 
Which is not difficult to do. Really. No, it's really easy no. to do. It's hard to get back out of, though. Totally. Very, very true. So, well, tell me about the process of thinking here. Like, what was your kind of Jerry Maguire moment as you as you guys grew the company? Like, at what point did you think, hey, man, we're going in two totally different directions? So, you know, as we were getting closer to launching the product, what my mission was when I joined the team and where the mission started going, there was a divergence. Sure. And you just kind of get to a point where you, you think of, on multiple levels, uh, two things. What value can I bring if I'm not 100% on board with what direction they're going? Sure. And what value can I receive in that environment? Sure. And you really do, uh, you know, uh, I went home on a Friday and, uh, you know, was not upset, but I wrestled with it all weekend long. I went in on Monday morning and said, Walter, let's go for a walk. We went for a walk. Walter's a walk and talk guy. Sure. And uh, I said, I've come to a conclusion we need to part company. Got it. And you didn't write a big long no. you know, paper. Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> and I said, We're friendly. I love no, you guys. I'm, kidding. I'm a brand ambassador. Sure. I'll stay, you know, on as long as, you know, they were in the middle of a capital raise at that moment. So, so it didn't look weird to anybody, you know, because I was involved in lots of meetings uh, around that. I'll continue. No, it'll be seamless. Sure. And we'll just kind of fade away over. A time period. Sure. So there was a pivot point then in which, you know, maybe the business shifted or, or had to move in a different direction other than where you thought it was going. So I, I, I saw and still see, based on my experience and market studies, the opportunity for digital wealth management platforms are 30 to 50 year olds who already have investment accounts. Sure. Their entire strategy pivoted to millennials exclusively. Sure. And more of a uh, collecting consumer spending data and marketing opportunities and all those types of things. Sure. And um, it, you know, I'm, it's kind of like in my heart of hearts. I know that's not where the 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 answer is. That that's not where the opportunity is. Got it. There's over eight trillion dollars in existing retail fee-based accounts out there, uh, and literally uh, a huge, significant portion of that could be disintermediated right now with the right platform and it's 30 to 50 year olds who already have accounts got it so what were the things that you wrestled with in in your decision process well you know the normal the normal things i came to love this thing right yeah um i was there at at not at the absolute beginning but very very early on and to watch this product you know evolve and get ready and launch you know it was unbelievably exciting oh yeah and then you launch the product and you look at the data board and see you know, we've had a thousand downloads. We've had three thousand downloads. We've had, you know, and you and you're watching all the activity go on. You know, it's exciting. Oh yeah. And 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 you get very emotionally attached to it. You know, I didn't get emotionally attached to some of the large corporations I've worked for. You get very emotionally attached to a startup. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's your baby. It's yeah. And even if it's someone else's baby, I'm changing the diaper now. now. Sure, so, sure. I mean, it's like sure. you're you still know, burping it. I'm doing <laughs> some of the duty. Yeah. And uh, you know, and you build a uh, some strong bonds, you know, with people uh, over that over that process. Yeah. And that was a, that was a big thing that I you know that I grappled with. Um, they were also in the middle of a, a capital raise, right? And I didn't want it to look. Uh, I didn't want to be disruptive to that process. And then also selfishly. My own self-interest, right? You know, I've got a, uh, I've got a big uh, options contract that isn't fully vested. I walk out now, I leave a bunch on the table. You know, yeah. so there's all kinds of things that you have to weigh to make that decision. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. 
in, in wrestling with it over a weekend, that must have been a sleepless weekend. It was a very sleepless week, <laughs> sleepless weekend, which culminated after a couple of sleepless weeks. Got it. Um, you know, it was just literally everyone, uh, you know, in my personal life was like, you just need to shut up about acorns, okay? You need to stop, you know, because I was coming home and bringing it home. Got it. And uh, the frustration was obvious. Got and it. it just finally came down to, all right, I like what they're doing, but their vision of where this thing can go and what it can be is different than mine. And the buckets of water I was carrying was going up this hill, and they were starting to go up a different hill. Yeah. And the important thing to remember here is that, look, you know, companies are going to pivot. They have to. And in, in whichever direction they go, if it's not congruent with your vision, it's okay to step away. Absolutely. I mean, that's the message that we want to give everybody. If you're a founder and you're at a company right now, and... You're seeing it going in a different direction than where you want to be. It's okay to move on. It's I think okay, it's okay to give up your baby. I'll tell you, you'd be a lot happier. <laughs> yeah. You you find peace with doing that, even if you walk away from an unvested options contract. Yeah. You know, which you know was a consideration. But I'm sitting there thinking, hey, look, I've made pretty good money in the past. I'll do it again. It's not that big a deal. It yeah. just wasn't worth it. Yeah. Well, you know, far too often I talk to people too in 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 my day to day recruiting activity where people are only staying, they're miserable at what they're doing, they're staying just because they have options that are locking them in. Right. And, or they have some sort of monetary compensation that's locking them into being there. Yeah. Even though they go home and they just hate their lives. Sure. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, let me tell you, if it's a, if it's a life-changing number, mm-hmm. okay, that's maybe a little different. You know, if, it, if it's going to impact your family for generations, like a big, big number. It could be, but okay. you don't know, right? <laughs> you don't always know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With a startup, it's kind of a crapshoot. It, it is. It absolutely I is. mean, if, you, if, if it does happen, then fantastic. But, you know, it, you also have to be realistic in the fact that at least you knew that you probably weren't the right person to be there to take it to the direction they want to go. I had no interest in taking it in the direction they wanted it to go. And, yeah. and, and, and my skill set was not matched to what direction they wanted it to go. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're focusing on marketing to millennials yeah. and opening up numbers of accounts where I'm focused on, no, that's collect assets under management. Yeah. And the demographic we need to target is not millennials, it's 30 to 50 year olds. Definitely. Okay. Hey, we're going to take a quick break right now. So we're talking to John Crittenden, the founder and CEO of Mondigi, and um, talking about when it's okay to uh, to step away from your your uh, your role as one of the founding members of a team. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about how to approach your uh, how to have those conversations with your uh, your your management team and uh, let them know that it's, you're moving on. You're listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, giving you access to recruiting techniques that will help you hire key talent to build your company towards real success. Rick is a recruiting executive and entrepreneur who's been successfully recruiting in the aggressive Silicon Valley technology landscape for the past two decades. After a very successful stint at Apogee, he founded Stride Search in 2012. Based on a lean efficiency model, Stride has uniquely positioned itself as a leader in retained search for the most critical talent hires within a small organization. Whether you're a startup executive or recruiting professional, by listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard, you will walk away with skills to help you attract and hire great talent. Now back to Higher Power with Rick Gerard. 
Hey, welcome back to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and we're talking to uh, John Crittenden um, about when it's okay to exit your company. So we just covered uh, kind of some of the reasonings behind why somebody would want to, as a founding member of a company, uh, make a move. Um, now we're going to explore how to approach, how and when to approach your management team to have that conversation. So in your opinion, how should a founder exit? So, you know, everyone has their own reasons for exiting. Mine were all positive and good. Sure. And uh, there was no animosity. And they all should be. And they all should be positive and good. Don't have a fit and and have a a real Jerry Maguire moment where you're making a scene. (laughs) Help me help you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Who's coming with me? Yeah. No, I mean, it was was all very amicable. And uh, I have a great... Uh, deep fondness for Walter and Jeff, the sure. the fa- founding father and son, and um, it was uh, all for positive reasons, all for the right reasons, and the way I handled it, it was immediately. So no letters, no emails. I came in on a Monday morning, said it's the very first thing I said. We need to go for a walk. Did Did you guys have conversations leading up to this at all we, about how you were feeling? Not Not conversations, but you could feel friction building. Got it. And you know, I got news for you. It, uh, I was not going to change the direction of the ship. Yeah. It wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yet I didn't want to go in the direction the ship was going. Sure. So um, I made the, the, you know, immediate departure with the door wide open to continue, you know, handling things that need to get handled in the on an interim basis. Yeah. There was no animosity. It was all very friendly. Got it. Okay. So, you know, leading up to it, um, you know, so talking about a little bit about the friction that you that you had that was kind of building up, was the friction kind of due to, hey, this they wanted to move this direction, and, and, and basically you were just not feeling it at all, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, no personality frictions, not, nothing, per, it was clearly Got uh, it. a break in strategic direction. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Which did not manifest itself emotionally no yeah okay no, not at all again I, I just want to make the f- the point that if you're going to well, do this sort of thing you want to remain calm and you want to really think it through before you don't don't be reactive to it T- you know talk to my daughter whether it manifested emotionally or not <laughs> right <laughs> okay <laughs> but it didn't not at work though. not at work yeah got it you know we save the fun stuff for home got it <laughs> all right <laughs> I'm sure your daughter really appreciated that. <laughs> so um, let's talk about, you know, so I, I believe being proactive about really everything that you do in the process, especially from, you know, from the recruiting perspective all the way through, you know, leaving a company, you should have those conversations, um, especially when you're starting to feel it. Um, but you handled it really well where, you know, hey, let's just go for a walk. Let's talk about it. And this is how I'm feeling. And I think far too often people don't do that they just kind of grin and bear it yeah i just couldn't do it you know i kind of made a it's almost like a uh, a moral decision where look i'm not going to bring any more value here i'm just not going yeah to. i'm not in it yeah it doesn't make sense to me and uh to hang on for incremental you know vesting of options or whatever it just it didn't even feel right i just couldn't even do it and, and you bring up a big point there right if you're mentally checking out why not just check out check out. I mean, the fact of the matter is, is that there are so many people that sit in opportunities, again, because they've got some sort of uh, 
equity piece or, or, or monetary compensation that's just, just keeping them there. Yeah. And a lot and of times they, they're, they're killing the morale of the company. Oh, they absolutely are. Yeah. And, and themselves, you yeah. know. And I know there's an economic reality. You have to pay the mortgage and feed your family and take yeah. care of business and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, so you don't you don't want to do something stupid and put yourself in a financial jeopardy. Sure. But um, assuming that those things are covered and you're fine, you know, if if uh, if you're not going to deliver 100% of your value to an enterprise, especially a startup. Yeah, absolutely. Step out. Get out. Yeah. You know, if you're at a, a massive corporation with 100,000 employees, if you're operating at 50% versus 80% or 90, it doesn't make much difference. No. When you're at a startup where resources are tight and every and execution is key, yep. if you're not contributing 100%, you're drag. You're a drag on, so the, very true. on the enterprise. So very true. So let's talk about the importance of really thinking about the business first, because I think you did a great, masterful job of doing that, right? So what is the importance of thinking about the business first? I mean, as you join a company, you want to leave it better than how you found it. Absolutely. Without yeah. a doubt. Right? I do. That's how I'm wired. Yeah, that's how I'm wired, too. You know, it's, um, I want to make an impact. And sure. that's what's really cool about startups is is you can make an impact. Yeah. It's real hard to make an impact on a multi-billion dollar corporation, but um, you can you can see your impact at a startup. Yeah. but And how you exit, though... It's not the impact that you want to leave them with. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, I know I did, you know, some of the positive things there, the pricing matrix, uh, you know, uh, I came up with was a very positive thing. I can go on the app right now and look at some of the the, uh, the verbal descriptions of the portfolios. I know I wrote those. You know, there's sure. some really cool stuff going on there. Um, I think I, at one point, prevented them from going down kind of a, a goofy road. Um, and I said, you know, let's make this app more like uh, Apple-esque, okay? Let's transcend demographics. Let's make it, Apple is a masterful analogy. 13-year-old girls wait in line to get the newest iPhone, and so do 60-year-old businessmen wait in line to get the newest iPhone. And so do 70-year-old uh, radio show. There, <laughs> it transcends, right? Yeah, it does. And I, I, that's what I wanted the brand to do, was sure. transcend. You know, uh, don't don't make it childlike and, and goofy, f you know, for 22-year-olds, but also don't make it so unbelievably, you know, uh, make it complex, complex that somebody older couldn't use it. Make it, you know, that, that sophisticated simplicity that would transcend. Yeah. And um, I'd, I'd like to think uh, my biggest impact on the app was that, yeah. that, that message. Okay. Yeah, and most definitely. Uh, but just looping back around to your exit, right? So... Um, you did some really selfless things. I mean, sticking around until they got the capital raise was really important. Thinking about the business first. I just want to stress that that this conversation, I'm sure, you had with the founders saying, hey, look at, you know, I know where we are here. Um, I'll do whatever it takes to make sure that we continue forward. But after we're done with this, I'm out. So, again, it's a proactive approach to a, what is mostly a reactive situation for a lot of people. Sure. I think what, what it came down to is luckily, you know, there was no single event, no blow up, no, yeah. you know, no uh, major conflict. It was more of a, a, a personal strategic decision that I've exhausted my value here sure. uh, on a two-way street. 
And, and you had the foresight to do that. Yeah. Again, uh, you know, taking yourself out of the mix, that's a difficult thing to do, right? Very. To, to pull your own self-interest out of that and say, look, at, I'm not going to benefit the business anymore. Sure. No, they just launched the product. This was the hottest tech startup in Orange County, if, yeah. if not Southern California at the time. Yeah. You know, I mean... Um, People are like, what are you doing? You're crazy. How much flack did you get? A lot, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry. I'm going nuts, though, and I'm not going to provide value here. It's, yeah. You know? I have a lot of creative energy and a lot of things I want to do, and I'm not going to be able to do them here. Got it. So uh, I need, for my own, you know, how I'm wired, I need to go do, do them myself. Gotcha. Now, did you do anything to help uh, fill your gap so before you left? The, big, the biggest thing is... is uh, not make it immediately obvious to the whole world that I've departed. Yeah. So, you know, uh, I still attended some key meetings that, you know, that that we were in the middle of that they would expect me to be at uh, for continuity. Sure. You know, I still, even to this day, consider myself a brand ambassador for Acorns. I only have wonderful things to say about them. Sure. You know, it is a really cool app. It is a really cool product. It is. I checked it out a few days ago. Okay, right yeah. on. Thanks. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I only have wonderful things to say about the fan founding fa family. I invested $4. Hey. How, <laughs> you could, though. How cool is it that you I, could? I actually didn't, but I, I said it. I mean, you yeah. open an account, you put in $5, you have emerging markets, yeah. have, you know, yeah. corporate bonds, government bonds, you know, S&P 500 stocks, the whole deal. It's it's unbelievable what it does. Yeah, Totally. I, I cut off your train of thought. No, that's okay. So you finished out, you know, meetings you were supposed to be... Yeah, 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 I took care of anything that, you know, needed to be taken care of and, you know, um, finalize anything that was still hanging, you know, close, close loops and all that other kind of stuff. Okay. And So wrapping up, what would be the best advice that you can give right now to a founder who's kind of feeling like you did, but is is really not sure if they want to make that jump because of monetary compensation or them feeling like they failed? So barring, you know, the, the necessity of taking care of your family, right? That, that kind of overrides, you know, there's levels of selfishness and sure, levels of sure. selflessness. Yeah. And taking care of your family is <clears throat> usually number one. You know, so barring that being a necessity, Staying at an organization, especially a startup, when you're no longer 100% pulling in the same direction they are, it's a drag on them. It's yeah. a drag on their future prospects, and it becomes soul-sucking to you <laughs> at some point. I would imagine. It's just not worth the money. Yeah. It really isn't. Exactly. So how would you advise somebody to approach that with their management when they talk to them? So really open and honest, non-emotional, uh, no anger. You know, some people feel like um, they need to create conflict in order to justify the, the departure. Sure. Okay? You see it in human relationships all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm going to start a fight with my wife or whatever so I can fight back. Yeah. You know? And, and don't do any of those types of things. I mean, uh, make it real open and honest. And uh, go for a walk is a great thing. Right? Yeah. When people walk and talk, uh, if there's any nervous energy, it tends to dissipate. Sure. And it's a you know a good way of doing it. Just be honest and open. Yeah. And leave on good terms and, and uh, agree to be friends and all that other good stuff. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a negative situation. In fact, it shouldn't be a negative situation. It should be an unbelievably positive situation for both sides. So show the foresight to, to actually make the decision when you feel like you're starting to check out. Make sure that 
you op- have open lines of non-emotional communication. Absolutely. And exit gracefully. Make sure that you're leaving the business in a better place. Totally. That's 100% right. Absolutely. All right. So we're almost out of time for today's show. John, thanks again for your time investment today. Hey, my pleasure. I'm a fan of the show, so I listen to it regularly. Thank and, you. Uh, I've gotten a lot and of I great And I enjoy value. the plug. Hey, it's true. <laughs> and uh, hopefully I've provided some value today. Absolutely. And welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show community. Um, now, what would be the best way in which uh, somebody could find you and, and reach out to you if they uh, want to find out more about Mondigi? Mondigi. Yeah. Um, and I have another venture called Galapagos Partners, which is a research and consulting firm. Oh, spell Mondigi. Mondigi, M-O-N-D-I-G-I. It's a mashup of the words money and digital. Nice. My email there is all one word, <coughs> J-R Crittenden okay. at Mondigi.com, J-R-C-R-I-T-T. E-N-D-E-N at Mondigi.com. Awesome. Okay. So I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick uh, thanks to our team, our engineer, Paul Roberts, our producers, Andrea Ballin, Shanti Ryle, and our executive producer, Kim Iverson. To listen to this show and any of the past episodes, please check us out on Higher, that's H-I-R-E, PowerRadio.com, or Higher Power on Radio on iTunes. Uh, for the latest insights on the show, you can also follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter at Rick underscore Gerard. Tune in next week as our guest will be Brad Hendricks, the founder and CEO of Blind Squirrel Entertainment. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power with Rick Gerard on OC Talk Radio. 